From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. Christian Clemente here tonight, joined by Jason Caldwell. Um, Dukes is out on assignment, so I'm actually rocking the Dukes um, crew neck for Philip Dukes and also the JMU Dukes. Um, long story, but repping, repping Dukes with the crew neck tonight since he can't be here. Um, we're going to have another show later this week, probably multiple shows later this week. We'll get Dukes on. We'll get Nathan on. Um, and we're going to keep doing them live. We'll do it live, um, and we'll keep doing that until signing day, and we'll have our signing day show. Jason, we're going to keep doing them as much as uh, as much as news keeps coming out, and news has been flowing constantly, really over the past week or so, uh, two weeks, I guess, since the portal opened, whatever it's been. The days are all blending together, um, but it has been extremely busy. Shout out to everybody that's already in the chat, um, in the YouTube chat. Really appreciate y'all that are here. Um, there's already a bunch of people in here, which is awesome. We're going to be trying to hit as many of your questions tonight as possible. Um, we probably won't go crazy long tonight. Um, cause Jason, we have to get, um, a visitor on campus tomorrow. Um, Amaris, I think it's pronounced Amaris. You know, we'll get a chance to meet him tomorrow and figure out his, how you pronounce his first name, but Amaris, believe it is Williams, the Florida commit will be leaving tomorrow. And then we're going to hit the road, um, to go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi for the Alabama, Mississippi all-star game. Because we still we still have stuff going on and still have visitors and stuff like that. Before we hit the questions um, in the chat and kind of roll through those, I think we'll go in order of some of the news orders that have happened the past couple of days. Jason, yesterday Auburn picked up its first transfer commitment, um, and Robert Lewis, the former Georgia State wide receiver, kind of similar to Caleb Burton in the sense that he's probably a slot guy, but he can shift outside a little bit. Um, listed around 5'11", talked to him yesterday. He's he's pretty much about 5'11", um, as well, and he had a very, very productive 2020, 20, wow, 2023 season, including a pretty productive game against LSU. So, you know, you, people will point to, well, the, the transfer receivers for Auburn didn't work out well last year. You know, this guy has proven it against LSU, um, and this is a guy that will also be here in the spring, which is also pretty important. That that's the key for me. Uh, I think if we've learned anything um, from year number one and really the, I mean, let's be quite honest, the first year really of the transfer portal for Auburn, uh, they had a couple of guys here, there. We've seen a, you know, we saw TJ Finley. We saw these other guys, um, you know, and, and, and year one is just tough, but it's almost impossible to, to be ready to go early in a season without having that spring practice. And, and we saw, you know, this season, you know, offensively with, with Peyton Thorne and with others, that it took a little while for kind of things to, to sell themselves out. Getting getting this guy on campus in January, having him go through the spring is going to be vitally important for them, especially when you look at, at this wide receiver group. I mean, there's some serious turnover that's already happened. There could be more turnover coming. Obviously, you're going to add, you know, what right now has the potential to be maybe the, the best wide receiver class we've seen anywhere. Um you know, if, if some things fall right for Auburn, it's definitely going to be right as it stands right now, the best wide receiver class Auburn's ever signed, but you're going to need some guys to bridge the gap a little bit. And this guy that can do that, um, you know, productive, um, really a guy that's kind of coming to his own last year. So he's playing his best football right now, but having him on campus in, in, in the spring is, is one of the keys for me, not just at wide receiver, but any position right now that Auburn's targeting 
trying to get guys in to be able to go through the spring is, is going to be first and foremost in, in my eyes. Yeah, got the chance to talk with him. Um, and he said that Marcus Davis really pitched him on the idea of being kind of kind of the leader of that room. You know, people were saying on the message board, oh, I guess this means, you know, we're not getting Ryan Williams or something like that. Auburn was always going to get transfers. You can't you can't just throw five freshmen, four or five freshmen in the mix and have them instantly be starting. You know, some of them will be starting and some of them will rotate in and whatnot, but you got to have some older guys in that room as well. And you also need more than four or five receivers and Auburn's losing quite a bit of its room from 2023. So Robert Lewis is the first edition could be more at wide receiver as well. Probably at least one more, maybe two more, depending on you know whether or not uh, VAR Johnson returns, whether or not you know, Jay fair comes back, Camden Brown comes back. Some of these younger guys, you know, depending on what they want to do. So we'll just, the wide receiver room will kind of depend on who all ends up coming back. Um, and whatnot, but we do think they'll add at least one more transfer. Someone was asking about Will Shepard um, in the chat, actually. Uh, what's the latest on him? Uh, Marcus Davis went to go and see him last week. That's the Vandy wide receiver transfer. Jason, the interesting note that we did find out about Will Shepard is he would not be able to make it in until the summer, um, whether that's classes or school or graduation at Vanderbilt. I don't know exactly. Um, you know, the, the good thing with Will Shepard is he's an SEC guy who's proven it already in this league. Yeah. So he would uh, – Yeah, the, that, that part of it wouldn't be an issue for him. It would be how quickly could he get to up speed on the offense. That Yeah, he, the, the transition to this league would not be an issue like I think it was for Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter and Nick Martin and those guys. I think, you know, it had an impact because two of those guys weren't on campus either. So it was kind of a double whammy for them. But, yeah, I think it probably would be more of – just the offense in general for a guy like Will Shepard because he knows this league. Yes, and then the commitment that Auburn gets on Monday is junior college offensive tackle Seth Wilfred. Jason, this is a guy that we've liked really quite a bit since he got offered by Auburn. Um, originally out of Snow College, kind of an interesting story. He's from uh, Nebraska, I believe it is. Nebraska, Ends correct. up transferring to Bishop Gorman High School, the powerhouse there in uh, Nevada. And being a high school powerhouse, they already had quite a few dudes, and he just wasn't able to really get on the field, wasn't able to put out tape. Um, and he's got incredible size at 6'6", 295. He looks great when you see him in person in terms of being a quality offensive tackle prospect. Um, and the other big advantage for uh, Auburn Jason is the fact that he's got four years to play three, meaning that he could redshirt one year, and he's got three years of eligibility to actually play. Um, so, Jason, this is – Basically, in addition to Auburn's 2024 high school class, um, it's a guy that Auburn likes quite a bit. Maybe won't be a starter in 2024, but for the future, for 2025 and beyond, this is a guy that the staff likes quite a bit to fill in at one of the two tackle positions. Yeah, no question. I think you look at it and, and um, you know, a guy that doesn't have a ton of experience um, and just kind of coming into his own a little bit. But I think you look and the first thing you look at is, you transfer to Bishop Gorman and you look at it and you go, man, that's a, that's a powerhouse place where you've, you've gone and tried to, to kind of work yourself into playing rotation a little bit. Um, place that had, <clears throat> had a couple of guys go, um, you know, sign out of there. And, and one, one kid signed out of there and went to Stanford, um, a bunch of young kids that are on that roster right now. Um, so he had to kind of go in there and try to fit in a little bit. And you look at him now in, in year one at junior college, a guy that 
was a qualifier, but didn't have that attention because he, he was behind some guys in, in high school. And people go, how do you get behind guys in high school? Well, Bishop Gorman, you get behind guys and still be pretty good. He's a developable guy, but he's developed already in year one. His, his, his video is good. Uh, I mean, he, he has athleticism, big kid, and just kind of scratching the surface. And this is one where there's, there's different avenues now in recruiting. You have transfer avenue where you go transfer one year. We need this guy to plug and play. There's a transfer where you go, hey, this is a guy that, that we want to be there for a couple of years. You have high school guys. And then you have a guy like um, Seth Wilford, who is essentially a high school guy. He has played one year of junior college football, but this is a guy that they're thinking about for not maybe not 2024 as much, but 25 and 26 for them. Now he's athletic enough to come in and play and and give it a run and see what happens. But because he's still got three years left and he's still got a redshirt year left, this is a guy that is almost like signing another high school kid, except he's he's matured physically for another year. He's played junior college football for a year. So he's he's more advanced than, than most high school guys you could get in. Yes, the last Snow College player that Auburn got, who just announced today that he's coming back in Keontae Scott, worked out pretty well. So uh, Auburn will definitely be hoping that the same is the case for Seth Wilford. I want to touch on Derek Harmon real quick, um, the former Michigan State defensive lineman. He was also on campus this weekend for an official visit. Um, he politely declined to take interviews, but we do know that he's going to be visiting Ohio State and Oregon coming up. Then it's probably a decision between those three schools, it seems like. Um, this is a guy that the staff likes quite a bit. Staff also has a connection there as well, Jason, um, with defensive line assistant coach Vontrell King-Williams, formerly at Eastern Michigan, recruiting Derek Harmon. So you've got a connection there, and you've definitely got a need on the defensive line as well. Yeah, no, the, the connection is going to be big. Um, how much can that factor in for Auburn? Um, we'll see how much um, – does an NIL factor in when you think about potentially a school like Oregon who's coming in and um, they're kind of coming after, you know, lots of guys and, and doing it with um, pretty strong NIL. Does that factor in? Is it fit? That's the hard part about transfers because it could be something different for each guy. And you don't really know. What we do know is, is that uh, he's a guy that Auburn really wants and they have a connection. And, and so because of that, I think Auburn will have a, a pretty good shot. So, um, We've seen with these transfer guys, there's there's just no rhyme or reason. Um, we know there's a need there for Auburn. And the question is going to be, what does that need look like? Because it may be different today than it is four days from now because we still don't know what Marcus Harris is going to do. We still don't know what Justin Rogers is going to do. Um, you know, I think, you know, they're going to try to see if they can petition to see if they can get beside Nassili Kite another year. If you could get those pieces back – then you go, okay, there's some building blocks. But if you were to lose a couple of those spots and all of a sudden you've got a tremendous need for a group that already needed guys. And so it becomes a, a, a much different scenario uh, depending on what happens, especially with, with Marcus Harris coming up, I would assume, here in the next couple of days. Yeah, speaking of a need on the defensive line, the other big visitor that was on campus as well on the defensive line is five-star defensive lineman LJ McCray, currently committed to Florida. Um, he visited Florida State on Friday, then came up to Auburn. I believe it was on Friday night, stayed for a good chunk of Saturday, and then headed back home. He was joined by Jamonte Waller, who made the drive up from uh, Picayune, Mississippi. Those two were obviously committed together um, at Florida before Waller flipped to Auburn. Um, and now Jason Aub Waller is trying to get McCray to join him at Auburn. Um, and it's uh, it'll be an interesting one to track. It'll be one to keep 
track of until signing day on the 20th. Um, pretty quiet recruitment in the sense that not a lot gets out and LJ knows what to say and when to say it, um, not to tip his hand too much. So this will be just one we keep tracking until signing day. It was honestly pretty huge that Auburn got him back on campus one more time um, and you had the chance to speak with him on Saturday. Yeah, no, you know, LJ's a guy that came up Friday, um, you know, hung around a little bit Saturday morning, got out of there because he had to be back home. And so, um, but it was a chance for them to disconnect a little bit more. Um, when you think about uh, being there with Waller, um, doing the, you know, doing the things they did together. Those guys are very familiar with each other, obviously from their time committed to Florida together. They had a few hours to spend together at Auburn as well. And obviously that's, you know, it's a guy that Auburn has recruited, you know, since Jeremy Garrett got on campus and he's recruiting him before that. So there's some connections there. Um, can you get him out of state? Um, with everything that's going on in Florida right now, that's a guy they desperately want to hold on to. And so that's going to be a battle to, to see, you know, if you can get a guy that, you know, honestly, that's where he's, you know, he's, he's made no bones about it. That's where he's always kind of wanted to go to school. Um, but will the defections and, and everybody leaving Florida will have an impact on him and will that possibility for early playing time, how much impact could that have for Auburn? Because they're kind of selling him on, Hey, look what Kelcher fault did. You're that going, you're going to be that guy this year. We want you to slide into that role. We're going to slide Keltrick Falk inside, and and that's going to be your spot this year. And you're going to have the chance to play as a true freshman. Um, it's it's interesting. We heard it from you know Ron Williams. We spoke to him over the weekend. We heard it from Cam Coleman. Heard it from Jamonta Waller, and and talking about LJ McCray too. Guys want to play with other guys. That is the biggest thing in in recruiting that maybe people don't understand um, is that they want other guys to come with them. And it's not just, hey, I'm a quarterback, I want a wide receiver. No, it's I'm a defensive lineman, I want another defensive lineman. I'm a wide receiver, I want another wide receiver because they want the competition, they want to win. And that's kind of starting to continue to to, to kind of grow its, and, and sink its teeth into this recruiting class, and we'll see if it has enough to bring in a guy like L.J. McCray. Yeah, I just want to touch on him real quick. Amaris Williams mentioned him earlier. He's currently on campus, arrived on Monday, set to leave tomorrow on Tuesday. That's another one of those elite defensive linemen targets for Auburn. Um, and, you know, Auburn would be very happy to get LJ McCray. Auburn would be very happy to get Amaris Williams. And Auburn would be extremely happy to get both. Um, is Auburn able to get both? Is Auburn able to get one? Don't really know that quite yet. Should know more about Williams tomorrow after he leaves his visit. Um, so make sure to lock in over at auburnundercover.com and we'll have that update for you. Also, for everyone that's watching on the live stream right now, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, definitely make sure to do that right down below. It's totally free. That doesn't cost you anything. Um, and we're pumping out a ton of good video content, ton of video podcasts, stuff like that. Should have some more this week from Alabama, Mississippi as well. Um, so Make sure to stay locked in for that. Speaking of Alabama, Mississippi, of course, one of the questions, why does everyone think that Perry, as in five-star Auburn wide receiver commit Perry Thompson, is flipping? Jason, from everything that we've been told, Auburn feels pretty confident and that everything is good there. Um, Auburn is under the assumption that he did not visit Alabama this weekend, as you know, someone reported. does not seem like that ended up happening, um, and we should get a chance to see him at the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game practices starting tomorrow. Um, so another reason to be over at AuburnUndercover.com. We should have a story with Perry Thompson tomorrow as well. Um, checking in. And the other thing is, too, he's he's expected in this Sunday um, for the Auburn-USC basketball game as an unofficial visitor. So as of right now, it seems like mostly rumors, but it's it's one we'll 
we'll keep tracking. We'll keep tracking everybody. That's what we have to do until signing day when you're yeah. a big boy recruiting. Yeah, there's a, you know, like I said, I've been doing this long enough to know that you never say never. Um, but it's felt like that Perry's been really good um, and really solid for a long time. Uh, I'm sure that he is getting a push. I'm sure he is. Um, but Auburn continues to feel good. They, you know, these guys have talked about playing together for so long that it would it would be a little bit different for me if something were to, to impact that, especially if it were to be Perry. So, um, like I said, we'll get a little bit more idea. Uh, quite honestly, there's nine days left until signing day, until guys sign on the dotted line. Uh, you go, hey, feel good about a guy, but um, you know, I'm not writing anything in pen on anybody until we get to December 20th or you know whenever guys sign and, and go forward from there. Yeah, let's hit this question. Any idea on if KJ Bolden will return to campus before early signing day? There's nothing set for him to visit. Um, he visited last Monday, I think it was, so a week ago, visited Auburn. He ended up making the trip up to Syracuse um, to see Fran Brown. That that was who was recruiting him for a long time there at Georgia. Now the new head coach at Syracuse basically took a free trip up to New York um, this weekend with one of his friends. Don't think Syracuse is really a factor, but kind of a uh, – Respect to Fran Brown. Hey, I'll come up and visit um, and show you a little bit of love. And then he is expected to visit Florida State officially this upcoming weekend. There's nothing set with KJ Bolden. However, it definitely would not surprise me if he ended up at Auburn one more time. Will we know about that visit beforehand or even afterwards? That's another story. I think if he ends up on campus again, it might be something that does not get out whatsoever. And yeah, it might I, be a good thing for Auburn. Yeah, and, and yeah, who, hey, who knows? Uh, we we could show up Saturday. For, I mean, a Sunday for the Auburn USC basketball game, and he could he could be there. Um, you know that that that's one that might draw somebody um, to Auburn one final time. So, who knows? Uh, you know, we, we've heard there 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 could be some some other unofficial guys coming in um, this weekend to, to to be a part of things and to check out that basketball game on Sunday too. So, um, not not saying he's one of them, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him walk through the door. Yes. Uh, here's a question from Jackson. Is Eccles, as in Cohen Eccles, waiting till signing day? Um, he obviously ended up decommitting from Texas A&M. I believe it was on Thursday last week. I know it was while we were at Super 7 in Tuscaloosa. Um, he ends up decommitting from the Aggies, which was pretty big news because it kind of felt like A&M was picking up a little bit of steam to be able to hold on there um, from Katy, Texas. His dad went to Texas A&M. Felt like the Aggies would be able to hold on. And then Pretty instantaneously, the Aggies were not able to hold on. He decommits, um, and Auburn feels like the the pretty heavy favorite. In terms of a timeline, he really hasn't given one. We really don't know. Um, signing day feels like it'd be likely, um, but don't really know anything there for certain besides the fact that we feel pretty confident um, about where Auburn stands right now. Here's one from Kyle. Is Auburn still the favorite, favorite for favor Edwin? Um, that's a three-star offensive tackle out of Eagles Lane in Christian Academy. He was in Alabama this past weekend for an official visit. Jason, this is one that we felt like was going to commit during his official visit or shortly thereafter for the Georgia game. Just kept having him on commit watch, kept having him on commit watch, kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Then he gets a visit, an in-home visit from Alabama, and he takes an official visit to Alabama. Feels like it's gotten quite a bit closer now than we thought it would be. Um, I, I don't think I would say Auburn is the favorite. I think I would say they're pretty close to 50-50 with Alabama. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, you know, best case scenario for Auburn. And, and we'll see what happens. This is a guy that Auburn likes quite a bit as a developmental offensive tackle prospect. Got a lot of great size, got a lot of great tools. 
still really, really raw in terms of, you know, only playing football for, I think this is his first year this fall. So we'll see what happens. I would say that it feels like he's close to a decision, but we've been saying that for months now. So <laughs> what well, we'll, don't really know. You're right. Um, I, I agree. I, I'm kind of right there. I, I think it's a toss up right now. That's what's what it feels like. And, you know, could a guy like Colton Hood, could he have a, could have an impact on this one down the stretch? Uh, I think that's a possibility. Some of it too may depend on, on what happens, you know, maybe from a portal standpoint for Auburn uh, or even a high school standpoint in the next couple of days. He's absolutely a guy that they would still take, and so it's not a matter mm-hmm. of spots for him. But for him, it might it might be a you know, hey, I'm, I might feel better you know somewhere else. Um, but he's talked about fit. Um, he loved it at Auburn. Came back a couple of times. Um, now it's uh, just wait and see. Yep. Uh, question from Sean: Do you think the staff takes a look at Ty Thompson, the Oregon transfer quarterback? I mean, they might take a look, but I don't think they would push for him. He hasn't played at all at Oregon. He doesn't really have any experience. I don't. I don't know what he would necessarily uh, bring to the table, I guess you could say, um, for Auburn's quarterback room. Here's a question. Why haven't more players committed? Is it still too early? I'm guessing you're referring to the transfer portal players. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would say it is too early. Last year, Auburn didn't pick up a transfer until the weekend right before signing day. Now, granted, you know, the staff was just much behind. Yes. Yes. It it was craziness, but, but still these transfers, it's a very condensed timeline for them where they're going to take, they've got about two weeks or so to take visits, go and check out. You know, we were talking with Mac Pounders today um, after his visit, check out two or three schools, then make a decision and enroll at a school for classes in January. You know, the portal has only been open for a week. So there's only been a week for guys to, you know, for them to be on campus. Um, I think transfer commitments will really start to pick up this upcoming weekend. You know, maybe you'd see, one or two more over the course of this week. I don't know who they would necessarily be, though. Um, but things will pick up this weekend in terms of the portal. And the other thing is, too, Auburn's not going to take 20 guys right. like they did last year. They're going to be very selective. Um, and that's something I want to talk about with you, Jason. You know, Jaquan Scott, the Southern Miss offensive line transfer, was on campus for an official visit this weekend. Um, we also reported that Vinny, I do not know exactly how to pronounce his last name, Scurry. Sounds right. That sounds right to me. We'll go with that. Um, the Toledo offensive line transfer, um, originally from the Ohio area, will take an official visit this weekend. Both Draquan Scott and both Vinny um, are ex- pretty much exclusively guards, both with one year available. Um, and Draquan Scott visited Ole Miss last weekend, visited Auburn this weekend. He tweeted out earlier today um, that he will have a decision on Tuesday. Jason, as of right now, things can change like crazy, and they always kind of do in the transfer portal but we think that Auburn's going to hold out um, and wait for wait for Vinny to get on campus this weekend and prioritize him just a little bit more at the guard spot. Um, I think he may just be a little bit of a better fit, um, and that's that's kind of the the numbers that I'm talking about. They, surprisingly, after the past seven years, the offensive line is in a spot where they can be selective about the guys that they bring in going into 2024. Yeah, no, it, they, they've done – Quite honestly, they've done more work in, in you know, Jake Thorne and, and this staff have done more work in 12 months than had been done in six years prior in terms of putting the offensive line in a better position. There's still some holes, still some things they need to shore up. But but right now, you know, you've gone from having to just take bodies last year and, and hope they fit to now going, um, let's 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 plug the right guys in and, and we're looking for a specific kind of guy. And so that's where they are right now. Obviously, this is one of the guys that, it sure feels like that they they want to make a priority um, based on the numbers he's done, the things he did, 
um, the way he graded out at Toledo. He's a guy that's been an exceptional interior offensive lineman. And so, um, you know, that's a guy that can shore things up uh, inside. And they've got some some depth there, but they'd like to add a little more. And, you know, as we talked about before, too, looking for a, a transfer offensive tackle to potentially jump in there and play maybe that left tackle spot and slide Dylan Wade inside. And it's one of the guys that will be in this weekend. Those guys will be in together, uh, Christian. This is one of the guys that um, – you know, I think that they would they would like to get in and and then give him a shot, see if he could be the left tackle for the future. Yeah, you've got Mac Pounders, the Memphis transfer, who was on campus on Sunday and Monday. Really great kid, really fun interview. Um, he's also going to visit Missouri, and then the picture that we just had up, Fernando Carmona um, from San Jose State. You know, I'm not huge on PFF grades. I, I know you aren't either. Yeah. Um, they're a little little finicky, but Fernando Carmona, I think graded out as you know one of the top five group of five offensive linemen. It was something like that. He graded out very highly. Um, and then Vinny from Toledo um, graded out with the number 12 pass blocking grade in all of college football. Um, and he gave up one sack all season long. So, you know, let's just say you go two for two and you land these two guys this upcoming weekend. You land Fernando Carmona and you land uh, Vinny, the guard from to- Toledo. That would instantly give you the opportunity to put you would have Fernando at left tackle. You would have Dylan Wade shifting inside to one of the guard spots. Then you would have uh, Vinny and Jeremiah Wright also there at the guard spots. So you'd have three guards. You'd have Connor Lewis center. You would have two tall at right tackle. Still with Jaden Muskrat as a guy that could play tackle, play guard as well. Um, and then you would have some of the younger guys, um, Dylan Senda. You would have him. You would have Tyler Johnson. You'd have the new guys that are coming in, DeAndre Carter, Seth Wilfred, maybe Cohen Eccles, maybe Favre Edwin. All of a sudden, that room is in a pretty darn good spot for the future. Um, so those will be some interesting visits to watch this weekend. Question from James here. Does bowl practice start next week? Jason, I believe it starts the 16th, correct? Correct. Yeah, we, we don't have a, an official schedule yet, but I believe it's going to be the 16th. So I think it'll be Saturday. Um, give guys that are on campus visitors a chance to watch a little practice. So uh, I think right now it's going to be six or so practices before Christmas and then have a couple more up in Nashville before the game. So I think, as, as he Freeze said, I think eight or nine kind of total practices for them. And right now it looks like the 16th would be the first day, which is a Saturday. Here's a point from uh, Jackson. Him, I don't know who him is, one of the offensive line we were talking about, but TJ Johnson will be really nice. That's something that we should touch on real quick, Jason. We were talking with someone earlier today, and Tyler Johnson, um, who was a freshman offensive tackle that Auburn added late in the 2023 class, is absolutely a fan favorite in the Wolto's Football Performance Center. That is a guy that they think very, very highly of for the future along the offensive line. Yeah, we we got a description of uh, looks like somebody that's, that, that starts in the NFL right now, and that's a pretty good description for a kid that's a, that's a true freshman uh, that will, will have it be a red shirt this year. Um, and you think about the future, that that's that's the kind of guys that you have to do. You have to have those guys develop, continue to mature, continue to progress, and then kind of work their way in and, and then be ready to go. And Tyler Johnson's a guy they feel really good about. Um, obviously, you, you need to continue to recruit because the key is to have – you can't just have five. You really can't just have seven or eight. You need 12 to 14 guys that you feel like, okay, when the time comes, this guy's going to be able to play. That's the difference in in the the Alabamas, the Georgias, Ohio States, and now the Texas of the world is that you have a guy banged up, you got a guy ready to go. Well, then 
you get it ready to go the next season and you've got an offensive line that's ready to step in where you don't have to go sign four more transfers. Um, that's kind of how this thing has to go. And, and in a short order, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Jake Thornton, Hugh Freeze, and the staff have, have started to put this in a better position. Um, still probably a couple of years away from being in, in that spot where you, you don't have to go out and grab two or three transfers a year, but two or three is better than eight. And, and that's what's what they've been able to do in year one. Uh, haven't talked about him yet, Ryan Williams. Um, that was the news earlier today that he ends up reclassifying from 2025 to 2024. Uh, one of the worst kept secrets out there that's been rumored for quite a while now, and he ends up making it official. Um, Jackson was asking if he gets to go to the Alabama-Mississippi game. Don't believe he can, so. Uh, he can go watch it, but, yeah. but he, he's not on the roster. No, he can't but he it. will be playing in the Under Armour game um, down in Orlando on January 3rd, um, which I'll be there for that. I'll be there for the practices, not the game. Um, and so get to see him there. And then obviously the questions on thoughts on Ryan Williams and the last visit to Auburn. Um, Jason, that was something that we reported that you know, he's expected to uh, not sign until February. Um, and he told us that on Friday night after his game, he told that to Ben Thomas of AL.com earlier today as well, that he plans to sign on February 9th, which is, is his birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, February 7th is when the signing period actually opens up. Um, and then the month of January will be pretty crazy. Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Georgia, LSU, the five schools that he listed that he planned to take official visits to. Um, it's been floating out there a little bit today since he reclassified um, that, you know, whether or not he would sign in December uh, from what we've been able to gather, the paperwork of him actually reclassifying to being a senior would need to be finalized, um, I believe by Friday. So by the end of this week, for that to be possible. Um, all, all I can tell you about that is he told us on Friday that he plans to sign in February. Um, and that's what he reiterated to reporters at his reclassification announcement again this morning. So that, that's all, that's all I can tell you there as of now, um, in terms of Auburn's chances, you know, Jason, we reported that Auburn will get the last official mm -hmm. visit, um, the way the schedule is set up right now. And, you know, we were talking with, uh, some folks at Auburn and it was, they were saying that this is a this is going to be a staff wide recruitment um, in the month of January. It does not matter what position you coach, does not matter what you do. You need to be talking to Ryan Williams and showing some, him some attention because they really, really, really want to pull off that flip for a really good reason because he's a really good player. Yeah, no, it's it's a guy. I mean, you know, much like they did with Cam Coleman and and Perry Thompson and others, uh, it would be one that. You're spearheaded by Marcus Davis and Zach Etheridge, uh, two guys that have recruited him as a position coach and an area recruiter. Um, you know, you know, really since his staff kind of amped things up, uh, you know, a year ago, and this has been a 12-month process, and they're, you know, 12 months or 18 months behind Alabama in that process, but they made up a lot of ground in a short time, um, and so you start looking at it now. Can you know get to the last visit? Um, you see what happens there, but it's going to be a wild January, um, to say the least, to see the visits and everything goes on. It's going to be hectic to try to get five visits in, in, you know, really three weeks. That's, that's about, you know, the, how much time you have in, in that span to get those visits in. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if you have some midweek visits and things that are going on, because technically he, as a reclassifier, he, he, he has not graduated high school yet. So he will then he'll have to finish and do all the things he needs to do um you know in the last semester because he's, he's not going to be an early graduate he's not going to be coming in in january so 
kind of do all those things while you're trying to, to get everything and get all your ducks in a row to get ready to have to graduate in May. Yeah. Like you were mentioning, um, recruiting does not open up again. It goes dead um, at midnight this Sunday, and then it won't open up again until Friday the 12th um, in January. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very short window when you start talking about trying to get in five visits when, when you've only got two and a half weeks and that's basically what's going to happen for Ryan. So, um, you know, midweek visits, maybe two day visits, try to get, maybe there's a Friday, Saturday for one and a Sunday, Monday for another. I mean, it's going to take some serious, uh, scheduling to be able to get that done. Yeah. The other note that we had as well, um, earlier today, he had his announcement kind of a ceremony at his school at Sarah land. Um, and Auburn sent three coaches down there for that ceremony, Marcus Davis, offensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery and Zach Etheridge, because he's not a senior, the coaches cannot talk with Ryan. Well, not a senior yet. Technically the coaches can't talk with Ryan while they're there, but they can stop by the school. So, they made yeah, sure just, to time it up where they stopped by the yeah, school at the same yeah. time of uh, the ceremony. Right, which is, just a, yeah, just a school visit for them. But but to have a to, to have your face there on campus on this day was probably pretty good planning for Auburn to uh, to be able to work it out that way. But yeah, no contact until again the paperwork has to go through until he becomes a senior. Um, and so for them, it's just more about the school visit. Obviously, KJ Lacey's there, Antonio Coleman, lots of guys at Sarah Land, and so you go talk to. Coach Jeff Kelly and, and the assistant coaches there and um, kind of show up in, uh, in your Auburn gear. Yes. Um, we're at 33 minutes. We'll hit some rapid fire questions and then probably close it out. Appreciate everyone that's in here. Um, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, definitely make sure to do that. Here's a quick question we can hit from Carr. Do any of these recruits ever talk NIL money to you? Definitely not numbers. Um, sometimes we'll ask you know whether or not NIL is going to be a factor, um, but we don't talk numbers with them. That's not something I would really ask and it's something they don't want to talk about either really yeah to be honest. And, and you know and like i said you know nil um it's a factor for some it's not a factor for all um but you know i honestly it, it you know it's not like at this point it's not like a contract where Shohei otani and he's going to say yeah i just signed for 700 million dollars it, it's not the same thing and so it's going to be a different scenario altogether and of course there's there's things out there we go this guy's his value is going to be this and this and this. And, um, you know, your value is what somebody's willing to, to pay you to quite honestly. And, um, yeah, it, it's honestly not even in my, my train of thought for these guys right now. Um, if they want to tell me it's, it's, it's my business, but otherwise I'm just covering their recruiting. I'm not covering, um, a contract signing. Here's a quick non-recruiting question that we can hit. Um, progress the status of Tyler Scott, the cornerback, and the defensive lineman, Deron Reed and Brent Williams. Um, Tyler Scott should be a guy that gets a pretty good opportunity in the bowl game because it seems like Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James probably won't play as the two cornerbacks head to the NFL. So he's got a really good chance to uh, show what he's got, at least a little bit in the bowl game, definitely in the bowl practices. Um, and the same could be said for the other guys as well, Deron Reed and Brent Williams. Don't think either of them played this year maybe got in for a couple snaps but bowl practices should be a good opportunity for those guys to get their feet wet a little bit and see what they've got jason i think we both agree that um brent williams is a guy that eventually shifts inside don't think he's a jack linebacker but kind of playing there due to a need at numbers right now here's one from bay eagle who's on the auburn undercover message board um so shout out to him i can instantly recognize that name um talk last week of dimitri nicholas um and you know his signing status um, Jason, you were talking with the source earlier today about him, and it seems like he will wait until February to sign. 
um, and you know how Auburn's defensive line recruiting with some of these other guys shakes out may impact you know what he ends up deciding to do as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to to graduate in December. Um, got to finish up some things uh, from what we understand. So, yeah, that could impact it now because if you're Auburn, you're looking at trying to get guys in early. Uh, uh, you know, Amaris or Mars Williams. If you were to get a commitment from him, or you know, get an L.J. McCray, one of the. And from a number standpoint, it, it might you might the door might close um, before you ever get to January. So, yeah, that's one that. Um, We'll, we'll be a, okay, let's wait and see what happens here in probably the next um, three or four weeks, and then we'll have a better idea about Demetri Nicholas. Here's a question from John. Um, I know Hugh Freeze had his in-home visit with K.J. Bolden, but can other coaches still go see him? Yes, coaches can go and see a recruit once a week, assistant coaches that is. Um, the head coach gets one in-home visit over the course of uh, the the full this, open. This window, yes. Yes, this window in December. So I'm sure Auburn will send Zach Etheridge and you know maybe Ron Roberts, whoever. They'll send some guys out there this week yes, definitely to go right. and see him again one more time. Don't know when that will be, but I'm sure that they will do that. Let me see if I can find one or two more questions. Um, Dangerous Dylan. Blockton signed his letter of intent early so he could do it during an All-Star game or something. Um, I think he is referring to the fact that Malik Blockton you know, went ahead and technically signed today on Monday. Auburn won't release it until the 20th, but he signed. He will head over to the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game uh, for practices this week, play on Saturday, and then his plan is to arrive over at Auburn for bowl practices because uh, commits are able to, you know, once they finish high school and all of their paperwork is stamped at high school and they send it off to Auburn, before they are technically part of the signing class um, on signing day, they're able to get involved in some of those bowl practices, Jason. So Malik, Cam Coleman, um, a good chunk of those early enrollee guys. DJ Barber. Yeah, there's lots of guys. Walker White. Yeah, it depends on how quickly you can get your paperwork done from your school. So you can go, hey, he's he has done all the requirements needed to graduate from Pike Road High School. So then you have to get that done. So if Malik was able to get his done already, then he could technically sign and, and he'll sign the scholarship paper. But that would allow then the transcripts, all the things to be sent to Auburn so they could start the process to have him ready to go as part of um, you know, clearing all the things they need to clear to allow him to practice. And so that's why Malik went ahead and did his. I'm sure other guys will probably do it, but they might not, they might not have an announcement. They might not have a ceremony like he did. Mm-hmm. Malik is not much question where he was going to go and, and – there's not much questions for other guys too, but um, if you got a school with seven or eight guys, then you, you'll probably wait, and you all you guys might do it on the 20th or something like that. So, um, because schools are out for Christmas, that's how I was, yep. it, it's an opportunity for guys to get together too. So, um, yeah, so but yeah, it's more about trying to get on campus and get all that cleared to be able to practice those couple of days before uh, before Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like last year, Sylvester Smith signed signed had his little ceremony a couple of days beforehand because signing day keeps getting moved back and closer to Christmas. So guys aren't in school. So, you know, that's their chance to do it in front of their teammates, in front of their friends, classmates, everything. So we'll see a couple more of those as well. We'll hit this question last to finish it off. Corey is Auburn still going after the Thompson high school quarterback, Trent Seaborn. We got a chance to see him play on Wednesday night against central Phoenix city. Yes. Auburn is definitely still recruiting him. He is also a 2027 quarterback who just, Yes, so there is a uh, there's a long way to go. 
Um, and in all honesty, he is for us. He's not, you know, we've, we've covered him. We've put stories out and we'll continue to do that, but he's not a, uh, with the transfer portal with sign a day for 2024. It's yes, a long way off. Yes. He's way we, off in the horizon that we watch, <laughs> we pay attention to he's visited, he's visited Alabama, you know, all these things, but yeah, there's such a long way off before he, before he makes a decision, does those things that you know, it's more probably 25 guys. And, and mentioned, you know, those, who would be the next guys up in the quarterback class? That's probably it because Trent Seaborn is a guy they they like, and obviously they offered over summer. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a long way off. Uh, now we'll snap our fingers and, and we'll look up. He'll be a senior here, and before we know it, but uh, still a ways to go right now. We'll hit this last one super quick. KJ Lacey question mark saw him play on Friday night. Jason, you'll have a story on him tomorrow. Yep. Um, the Texas quarterback commit still still hears from Auburn quite a bit. Um, he's really one of the top main guys in the 2025 class had a really impressive Friday night game. Didn't end the way he wanted it to. Um, and ends up losing on the last play with a pretty heroic tackle from DJ Barber. Um, just the way I ended up shaking out. Um, but was really impressed by KJ's performance on the field and how he conducted himself after the game as well. Um, him and Ryan Williams are both already pros in terms of yeah. how they, how they manage themselves. You got that right. I mean, he's he's you know face down, uh, obviously, um, just um, you know emotionally spent at, at coming up a little short there on the last play of the game. And Ryan Williams, the first guy that walks over and picks him up, and um, you know it was it was tough for KJ Lacey. He had a chance to go over and talk to him after the game, and you know said, "Look, you know, I've seen a bunch of those games, and it's you know, hey, we we saw one just two weeks ago that it's not one play." And that's why I told him, like, look, it's, it one play didn't decide the football game, um, and so he he you know he was good, you know, gave him a time to, to kind of let it let it sink in a little bit, but he handled it like a pro and really good quarterback, um, the guy that that you know, throws a throws a beautiful football and the uh, Texas commitment, be Auburn has continued to push and it's only grown over the course of this season as he's gotten bigger and stronger. And he said, like, that's now the goal is to continue to do those things uh, as he heads into his senior year. Um, you know, it'll be without Ryan Williams, but they still got a loaded roster down there at Sarah Land, so he'll put up some good numbers. I lied. We're going to hit one more question because this is something that totally got lost in the shuffle a little bit over the past couple of days of craziness. Hobbs wanted to know about Naeem Offord, the five-star cornerback from Parker High School in the state of Alabama. Jason, he was on campus on Saturday. You saw him, and then I was there on Sunday. And Naeem Offord was back there again. Um, Hobbs was asking if he feels like Naeem is close to a commitment. Don't really get that feeling that he's close, but do get the feeling that Auburn sits in a pretty darn good spot early on right now, um, and especially after he was back for, for two days this weekend um, to come check them out as well. Jordan Crawford was back on campus on Friday. Um, he just drove down for the day just to hang out, and then Naeem came down for Saturday and Sunday. And Jason, this is a guy that we had a chance to see play two weeks ago now. And he was very, very impressive. It's hard to be impressive as a cornerback in high school because usually you're not going to get thrown at um, if you're talented enough. And you know, sure enough, Clay Chalkville threw at him once. He jumped it, and he took off for a six. <laughs> he was one of the fastest players I saw this year. Obviously, Ryan Williams is, and um, Devin Mbakway can absolutely fly. Um, great kid too. Alabama's getting a jewel of a of a kid in, in that class with with. Uh, the, the the DB athlete from from Clay Chalkville, but Neem offered is he's long, he can run, kick returner, 
can cover some ground. He's a guy that you look at and go, man, that's what they're supposed to look like at corner. So yeah, Auburn is has continued to make a push there. He's getting a, a ton of attention, but he's been on campus a bunch. Uh, and yeah, he's one of those guys that obviously a guy like Jordan Crawford being committed to Auburn will, will be beneficial. But th- this class, you know, the the guys you've added um, will open up a door and go, hey, you know, hey, it's possible at Auburn. And so I think that as much as anything, that's what you look at now with a guy like Neem Offered. And, you know, uh, don't know how close he is. It felt like for a while he was kind of close. Uh, and now it doesn't seem as as likely that anything happens in the next you know, maybe a couple of weeks. Sometimes it, it was kind of like, hey, it felt like for a while, like hey, this guy could commit during the season. Um, now it feels like it's slowed down just a little bit. Yeah, but either way, if you're an Auburn fan, you should definitely be very, very excited that he was on campus on Saturday and Sunday. You just want to get that guy to campus as much as possible, show him as much love, and see what happens from there. It's going to be a big boy recruitment. Ohio State is involved. Alabama's involved. Georgia's involved. All the big schools are there, um, but you're definitely glad to have him on campus two more times. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there about 45 minutes. Now we've gone and I think we've hit on most of the main points. We've, we might've missed something. that has been a crazy past week and it'll only get crazier over the next week and a half leading into signing day. Because of that, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're going to try and do several of these shows this week. I think we might do one on Wednesday. Dukes is going to be available on Wednesday. So we might do a show then might even double up and do a show on Thursday as well um, to preview the weekend ahead um and i'll keep y'all updated on that um on twitter and on the auburn undercover message board definitely let y'all know when we're doing live shows sometimes you know jason we just decided to do this one a couple of hours in advance but we're going to try and do several of these this week as we lead into signing day next week we'll probably go live on monday definitely go live on tuesday on signing day eve and then on wednesday we'll have our signing day special um, to end the night which was a ton of fun last year we got a good chunk of the commits on this year, hopefully get all of the commits on or close to all of them on. Um, and that's always really fun to have them have a huge lot of boxes on the screen yes. instead of just us two and have them interact and see how it kind of goes. So hopefully everyone that listened to the show and watched the show live um, enjoyed it. Again, if you're not subscribed to the Auburn Undercover YouTube, make sure to do that. It doesn't cost you anything. It's totally free. If you're not over at AuburnUndercover.com as a member, make sure um, you come check us out. I think you can join at 50% off still an annual sub, um, which will get you almost all the way to signing day next year. Um, and you'll probably get your money's worth over the next month. Uh, we've been talking about it, but planning stuff out. We'll be down in Orlando uh, for the Under Armour All-American game, flying straight from there to San Antonio for the All-American game. Auburn has a collective, close to dozen guys playing in those two games. Um, and then obviously signing day and all that stuff. So you've got a lot of stuff you can look forward to at AuburnUndercover.com. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys again sometime later this week.